Hello and welcome to the Busy Bays podcast, where we provide valuable insight and advice on the marketing and other business type questions that auto repair shops encounter as they work towards achieving their goals. Now here's our hosts, Martin Morgan and Becca Weinveen. Welcome to the Busy Bays podcast, a podcast that's all about being the ultimate marketing and business resource for auto repair shop owners. Last episode, we talked about the eight key factors that go into hiring and recruiting techs. Today, we want to focus on retention. When it comes to employee retention, there are many benefits to keeping the employees that you already have. You know, they're, they're trained, they know what's expected of them, what the shop culture is, and considering they're still there, you must like them. So Martin, there's one thing that's really important when it comes to employees. What is that? I think one of the most important things, Becca, and and it's a thing that we can often forget is that we need to keep the lines of communication open with employees. Oftentimes when somebody starts that may get kicked off in a good direction, there's more time for talking through training and all of those things, but it can be easy to assume once somebody's been with the company for a little while, when they've been with the shop that, hey, they're just hitting on all cylinders, everything is fine, and there's There's nothing really to to talk about, but I think that's definitely not the case. I think you want to make sure that you're having frequent conversations with your employees and that you understand as much as you can about what's happening in their life, what motivates them, what, what are their purposes for staying with your shop. And you say frequent conversations, but I mean, how often should these be happening? Well, I think that you definitely want to have some sort of meeting type thing with with an employee. Best case, it would be maybe weekly or bi-weekly, but it should at least be on a monthly basis. That just gives them the forum to feel like they can bring any sorts of concerns that they have or you get to know more about them and, and what's going on in, in their life. You get, it gives you a chance to show them that, that you care, which you should care, um, you know, kind of assuming that, but it's important. Um, you should care about those things and what's happening in their life. So I think that should be happening at least on a monthly basis. And I think you should have those bigger, broader conversations, maybe quarterly, maybe twice a year, maybe annually, but I think more frequently is gonna be better. You can get a feel for that based on just having them, just do it. And if you feel like you're in the same thing and you're doing it every quarter and you're basically having the same conversation and it's not helpful, well, then you can you can cut it back to maybe twice a year. But you, you should get a good feeling from that standpoint. And you wanna ask the key questions. You know, how are things going in your life? What, what are, what's most important to you? So you wanna to try to figure out what their, their motivation is so that you can use those things to help keep them engaged. Unfortunately, people think that you're, you've got all, you know, bad motives if you're trying to find out what's happening in their lives, but that's not really what you're doing at all. What you wanna do is make sure that you still have a good relationship with the employee, that you understand what motivates them so that you can reward and recognize them in those ways or, or give them the things that are gonna keep them there that they're really gonna cherish and that's gonna matter. Yeah, because we say, you know, it's important to see that different things matter to different people. Especially if you like the people that are working for you, keep them in mind. So, I mean, what are certain things to note, Martin, when it comes to keeping up with the employees? And I think your point about that, Becca, is really important as well because 
a lot of people will say you need to treat all your employees the exact same way and I can't disagree with that more. Obviously you need to follow the letter of the law when it comes to things like OSHA or you know how, how the types of um, laws that you have in place and, and how you follow them but but when it comes to how you how the rewards especially that you might give to somebody you don't just want a cookie cutter it totally and just give everybody the same thing because some of them just don't care yeah they won't they won't care it's not gonna it's not gonna matter to them you want to reward people in the way that's going to give them the biggest bang for the buck and give you the biggest bang for the buck so if flexibility is really important to somebody then you you want to give them that flexibility if somebody is is really focused on um being off on the weekends, then you really want to really want to give them the opportunity to be off on the weekends. Now, a lot of independent repair shops aren't even open on the weekends, so that's great. But you want to drive that home. If if a day off would really matter to somebody and they do something outstanding, then reward them with a with a day off. Again, we already we talked about flexibility. Uh, if let's say you you get some tickets to a sporting event or something, and you really want to recognize somebody in that way, you want to reward them in that way as well. So you know th- those things that you give to different employees should be determined by what they cherish most and what's going to matter the most to them. And then that's another reason why you want to continue that line of communication because you shouldn't just check that once and then assume it stays the same forever because people's situations change. You know, somebody might be really motivated by flexibility early on because they have small kids and then three years later, they're, they're ready to really take off in their career. So they're looking as, at as, they want to get as many training opportunities as you could give them. And yet if you're still thinking, oh, flexibility is most important to them, you, you may not give them those training opportunities, which are the things that are going to really keep them going. And then that may give them the, the thought in their mind, hey, well, maybe I should think about going somewhere else because I heard they really trained their techs there. And that all goes back to the first point we made, have a conversation. Yes, absolutely. So employees that stick around, they're often the ones that feel valued by their boss, coworkers even. So what are some type of things that a shop can do to recognize them? And this is another area where you want to know your employees. You may have somebody who the last thing they would want in the world is to have to get publicly recognized in front of their colleagues front of their coworkers. They're really, you know, there are people like that. What you don't want to do is then make a big thing about recognize them in front of all their coworkers cuz then they're going to get embarrassed likely and, and not okay. feel so good. <laughs> it could be the case, you know, people may remember those things. So while that may work for another one of your people, which is great, you know, for somebody who likes to be recognized big publicly, that's obviously, that's a huge thing and it's beneficial. That's a great way to recognize them. There may be other people who in a, in a discussion or, or, you know, just a, a thank you, going out of your way to personally thank them, stop by their area and say, hey, thank you, really appreciate everything you did to help us get the those cars out of the bays this afternoon when it was crazy here. You know, it, it made a big difference. That's an, another 
you want to understand what's going to matter the most to different people. If, like we mentioned earlier, you're rewarding somebody with tickets to a game, maybe if, if you know that somebody has, you know, they really like to uh, go and do something with their wife or husband, you give them a gift certificate to dinner, uh, yeah, yes. dinner to a restaurant is, is always good. Or if somebody really likes to do something with the kids, you give them tickets to the zoo. There's multiple ways that, that you can do that. So you want to make sure that you're recognizing and rewarding them in the way that's going to have the most impact both for you and for them. You know, other things you can do, and I think we, we talked about this one, Becca, like annual awards are always good if you're doing some sort of annual awards banquet. And some people will say, oh, but what about the people who don't receive awards? Again, under the heading of don't treat everybody the same, totally fine to give a few people awards and not give everybody else awards. What you hope is that it motivates some of the others to really push and try to get awards the next year, earn awards the next year, or that they feel so great for their their coworkers that they're really happy for them as well. Or let's say you just have a fantastic year and you really feel like everybody deserves something. You can certainly be creative yeah, and come go up with on something. A trip together. <laughs> or not. Right? If it was that good of a year, maybe <laughs> maybe you would do that and and really celebrate from that standpoint. And that can certainly be fun. The other important thing is you want to make sure that you are rewarding and recognizing people for good work. Now, it doesn't have to be just run of the mill. Hey, you know, everybody's doing just what they should do. If if that's really the case, then you don't want to reward somebody for just getting par, right, or yeah. just doing what they should be doing. Another opportunity that exists is it shouldn't just be for performance, but you want to recognize people for great behavior as well. So I think we talked about core values on the last podcast. As you see some of your people really showing core values, you want to recognize that behavior because then that's going to encourage the other people in the shop to really exhibit that behavior as well. Once they start seeing somebody being recognized and rewarded for the behavior that that really exemplifies your core values, you're really increasing the chance that everybody else there at the shop is gonna work toward showing those core values also. It's a domino effect, I think. You You hope. Right, that's the goal of it, at least, yeah. You hope that that's what it does. Again, you're hoping that if you've done a good job of bringing the right people in and you have a good work environment, by recognizing people for both performance and behavior is, is you you encourage more people to show that type of behavior because they say, oh, they're getting recognized for this. I want to get recognized for that. And then it creates a, a great feeling and, and you know multiple people are trying to achieve those types of recognition related to core values. And honestly, maybe it even weeds out the people who aren't such a great fit. And then it's kind of apparent and obvious that they shouldn't be on the team or they realize it themselves and they can grow personally too. That certainly could be the case. And you know if there's somebody grumbling about other people getting recognized for core values, they're probably not a good fit. Right, absolutely. So in order to actually keep the good employees around, what kind of professional development is something that a shop owner could play into with their employees? Uh, training and professional development can be really important, especially as, as you all probably know and experience when you have some of the techs or, or somebody else could be service advisor or other people within your shop who are, 
are pretty new in their career. So they may want to continually be pushed and given opportunities for, for training, professional development. I, I think what you what you really want to do is is think through, okay, where is this person? Where might they want to go? And, and have a conversation with them about that. Hey, here's where you are. Here's what you're doing now. Where do you think you might like to be in a year or three or five or, or maybe all the above? Whatever makes the most sense. And then you can help work with them to build a, a plan to get there. I think it's totally fine that if somebody comes out with some outlandish statement, um, you know, oh, in three years, I, I want to own this place. But <laughs> you, you can kind of laugh at them and, 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 you know, oh, well, you know, hey, I'm glad you're ambitious. But, but I'm the boss. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's take this back a little bit and see what might be uh, attainable. So that's totally fine. And I think it, it's, it's uh, well worth having that, that conversation. But it helps you get a feel for where somebody is, what they might like to do. And there's, there, was a, there was a commercial, and I had heard this before, but they did a great job of representing it in the, in the commercial a few years back. Because people, uh, especially as an employer, can, you can get worried about this. But the, somebody had asked, what if we train them and they leave? And you can understand why that might be a concern. But the question back is what if we don't and they stay? And that really is the worst possible outcome, right? You have that person who, who never adds to their skills, who never gets better, who never seems to want to learn. A sitting duck. It, pretty much. You know, they're, they're not making any progress or, or getting any better in their career. And, and that's not typically the type of person that you, you want within your shop. Bringing it back to having those quarterly conversations, I mean, making a point to always ask like where do you see yourself or what do you want to learn in the shop that i haven't even given you the opportunity to do and i think that will open up that conversation too yes yep so with the opportunities to learn and ways to get better through professional development it really allows your employees to understand that you care about them like genuinely care just by asking so when it comes to being in the actual shop, what are some tips that we can give shop owners on providing a comfortable work environment? I, I think a lot of that, you've got like the logistical things, which, which are important. You know, helping people know where everything is, keeping the, the bathrooms clean, and anything related to that. Ha- having some of those rules that, that even though we may laugh at it, we all can sometimes like revert back to, to cave person status and just not not really clean up after ourselves. So so you want to make sure you've got those those types of rules that are going to make it comfortable for everybody. But but I think also you know sharing information, making sure that you have good organization of your different systems within the shop and that everybody who needs to know how things work know how things work. Especially when like a customer comes in and they need something or need to know something and you have to look on the computer and if one person is the only one who knows what they're doing, what if they're gone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that's just brings up the, the point of cross-training. Even, you know, a couple of people who may not typically need to utilize a certain system, just make sure that, that they know how to access information or, or exactly what Becca said in the instance where you've got a customer waiting or there's something happening with a customer. That's that's something you want to be able to respond to very, 
very quickly. So, um, and, and it also goes back to when you, when you think about shop and how it's set up and operates, a lot of that relates back to work environment, which we talked about in the last podcast about recruiting. But you want to cr- create the conditions for a great work environment. So everybody is rowing in the same direction. Everybody's complimenting each other. Everybody is stepping in to help where they can and not questioning any, any piece of that because everybody's working toward the same goals. And I get work sometimes can feel like work. <laughs> right. But also showing up to a place that you do feel like not necessarily home, but where you can kind of just go in, do your thing, and do it well, it makes all the difference in attitude and just the culture that you create. And customers see that too. That I, I couldn't agree more with that. That's That's definitely true and I, I think there's also something about being part of a team of people who are accomplishing things and, and oftentimes you know every day in the shop it's it takes a team to really come through and accomplish something good for the day and, and get all the cars in and, and do great work and serve the customers well and and get all the cars out you know all and and everything in between I, that's oversimplified obviously there's there's a lot of value in that because we have to be honest about it, it every day is not like a day in paradise no <laughs> no matter what and no matter how much you love and enjoy your job there are going to be days you know where you're struggling through but if if you're if you're working through that with a team and everybody's picking each other up, it, it makes it feel so much better. Yeah, some Tuesdays can be better than others, right? <laughs> so what's one thing that you should always be doing for your employees? This is this is another thing that, that we forget as employers to, to do. We we hire somebody and you know we've told them everything that we had to tell them to get them excited to to start working in the shop. We we pay a lot of attention to them. We give them all the all the information they need and resources and get them going. Treat them like a new puppy. We exactly <laughs> right. You know we we love them. We're so happy to have them, and uh, and then over a certain period of time. You know, it, it can only go down from there almost, right? It's like they might be awesome, but but it's it's hard to keep that relationship at, at that status. But like what we talked about with the check-ins and then also the conversations around career or training or, or what their goals may be, you want to make sure that you're taking the time to re-recruit them. Get, try to give them that feeling that you gave them when somebody was first coming on board and they were really excited. And I know it can be difficult, but over a certain period of years, let's say it's two or three, and maybe it's one, maybe you do it during an annual review, you want to make sure to let them know how much they're contributing to the organization, how much they mean to you and, and, and what they, they do that really helps you. So you can help them understand their value to the organization and to the shop because clearly they're doing a, they're doing a lot. If they're still there, I would certainly hope that they're contributing in a lot of ways. And if you were really excited when you brought them on, hopefully things have gone in, in a positive. I mean, I joke about it can't get any better than this, <laughs> but you know, to some extent that is that is kind of kind of true. But but you want to make sure that they that they know how valuable they are to you because. Similar to the not training them, 
you might worry, oh, if I let them know how much they're doing or how happy I am with them or, or how much they've learned and added to their skill set, then they're likely going to shop themselves somewhere else and get more money and do more or come back to me and want a whole bunch more money. And, and that, I, that's not really true if you maintain the relationship in a good way. And what you don't really don't want to do, though, is have them do all those things and be great. And you're thinking in your head, man, I don't know if I could live without this person. And they're thinking in the head, geez, they don't seem to need me or appreciate anything I'm doing. See ya. Yeah, they've yeah. got to, they're, they're going to jump. And, and that's definitely not what you want to happen in a time where techs are so important and so hard to recruit. So one of the, one of the key ways that you prevent your, your best people from leaving the shop is by just telling them that they are your best people, that, that they do mean a lot to you, and showing them that you care by rewarding and recognizing them in the ways that are going to have the most impact on their life. And something that often just gets forgotten is simply just saying thank you. Like, thank you can go such a long way. Very true. to employees, like, who don't always get that recognition. Thank you for listening to the Busy Bays podcast. If you want more information about this, please visit myrsw.com and go to our resource center. We plan on hosting one of these every month, so subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out. We just have one more favor to ask of you. It would mean the world to us if you would share this with your friends and colleagues. Our goal is to help auto repair shops succeed, so you can help us achieve this goal by just telling someone else about this show. Thanks again. Have a great day.